Welcome to Black Fashion History, the podcast that celebrates the contributions of Black people all around the world to the fashion industry. It's Black History, but make it fashion. And I'm your host, Taniqua Russ. Magazines have always been a long-standing and important staple in the Black communities. Outlets like Essence, Jet, and Ebony have been on our grandmother's tables for as long as we can remember. Remember years ago before IG hairstylists with all their rules and their booking times and this and this and that, when we used to actually walk into a hair salon to get our hair done? Remember all the magazines that we used to read under the dryer or we used to use to pick out our hairstyles, you know, stuff like hype hair and all that? Or even the days when we used to run down to the nearest store to pick up a magazine because we knew that our favorite black celebrity was going to be on the cover. Well, we still kind of do that nowadays, but y'all get my point. Magazines are so important and pivotal to black culture and the black community. Whether in the beauty shop or at home, magazines have produced style and beauty inspiration for black communities worldwide. Because we weren't always represented in the mainstream ones like Vogue, Elle, and all of that, outlets like Jet, Ebony, and Essence offered a place of solace, celebration of black life, beauty, and everything that we wanted and needed. We could see ourselves in those images. We could see ourselves in the celebrities. We could see ourselves in the community work that was featured. And of course, we could see ourselves in the looks. That's how many black boys and girls received the latest trends, put together their own style inspiration, and was able to slay the hallways, the corporate workrooms, or wherever they were. And in celebration of that beautiful experience, today I'm sharing with you all four vintage black magazines that you may not have heard of, but they also gave the girls fashion inspiration and overall hope. But before we start, I need you all to take a moment and visit our website at www.blackfashionhistory.com and join our email list to receive 30 must-read Black fashion history books. Now let's get into it. First up is Image Magazine. Image Magazine is a local Black magazine serving Athens, Georgia. It was actually the area's first African-American lifestyle magazine. It was published by Dr. Robert E. Harrison from 1977 through 1980. And the magazine really focused on highlighting local Black businesses, churches, entrepreneurs, and other influential Black figures in the Georgia area and nationally when they were able to secure a celebrity interview. My favorite part about Image Magazine is that it often contained multi-page fashion spreads featuring designs from local Black boutiques and designers like those of Marilyn Lumpkin, who was an African-American designer in the Athens area during the 70s and the 80s. It also told the stories of Black designers through interviews and spotlights. It was actually by digging through Image Magazine archives that I learned about wearable artist Jay Jarrell. And if you're a faithful listener of Black Fashion History, you know exactly who I'm talking about. And if not, you can always go back to episode 28 to learn about designer Jay Jarrell. Anyway, it was through an interview that they did with her and her husband that I learned all about her work and its impact on the Black art movement. And that's just one of the ways that Image Magazine spotlighted our people and our culture, especially in the fashion area. 
Image was also Georgia's go-to publication for information about Ebony fashion fair shows and local fashion shows. Now, fashion shows back in the day in Black communities were the place where we gathered, um, not just as a social forum, but to find fashion inspiration for expression of Black culture, celebration, and as I said before, to hang out with our friends. Ebony fashion fair was that deal. The fashion show always featured black models, black designers, and even overseas haute couture designers like Dior and Valentino. And Image Magazine was the place where you could get the firsthand information about where the local Ebony Fashion Fair show was going to be, who was sponsoring it, and how to get your tickets. So I know back in the day, the girls were all over Image Magazine because who wants to miss the function? The second magazine on our list is Sepia Magazine. Sepia Magazine was a pictorial magazine similar to Life, and it was originally founded in 1946 by Horace J. Blackwell, who's a black clothing merchant in Fort Worth, Texas, and at that time, it was named Negro Achievements. Horace J. Blackwell had another magazine at that time. It was a true confessions kind of magazine, which was very, very popular in the 50s. These magazines where people would write in stories anonymously about their lives and confessions and like scandal going on. So he had one of those already targeted to black readers and highlighting black confessional stories. And so he started Negro Achievements as a way to Ding, ding, ding. Highlight Negro Achievements. After his death, Negro Achievements was bought by George Levitin, who is a Jewish American publisher. And that's when it was changed to Sepia Magazine. And then after George's death, it was bought by Beatrice Pringle, who was a writer at the time that the magazine was owned by Horace Blackwell. And her purchase of it returned it to black ownership. Sepia Magazine ran from the 50s to 1983, and it was the most successful magazine to compete with Ebony Magazine for nearly four years. So at the time, the girls were running to Ebony and Sepia for celebrities, for gossip, for community news, and of course, beauty and style inspiration. The magazine focused on many aspects of black culture and life, and it highlighted black celebrities and, of course, black figures. It focused a lot on music, and that is where the girls got their style inspiration. Some of the famous covers include Lena Horne, Stevie Wonder, and Pam Greer. And, of course, black celebs are where we look to for style inspiration, so it's no wonder that the girls were running to Sepia Magazine. Now, one of the criticisms of the magazine is that it was black-ish. So as I explained, it was first started as a black magazine, switched over to white ownership, and then switched back over to black ownership. And during the time that Sepia ran in its prime, where it was a chief competitor to Ebony, it also had a lot of white writers. One of its most famous white writers was John Howard Griffin, who was a white man that darkened his skin and wrote about how he was treated in the segregated Jim Crow South. And that is what eventually became the book Black Like Me. So it started off as essays in Sepia Magazine. Even with those facts, Sepia Magazine was still a vital voice in the Black community for the decades that it ran. It housed a relatively decent-sized collection of photos of Black lives, specifically 
Black celebrities in entertainment. Some of those photos have been on display in previous exhibitions. The one that comes to mind is the one at the African American Museum in Dallas, Texas, and it showed just over 40 images from Sepia Magazine of musicians like Ray Charles, Dizzy Gillespie, Bob Marley, Mahalia Jackson, and so many more. So if you're ever scouring Google or Etsy and you see a vintage Sepia magazine, now you know what that is. And I would encourage you to grab one and keep it for your archives. Number three on our list is Hugh Magazine. Hugh Magazine was actually published by Johnson Publishing in the 1950s. And for those who may not know, Johnson Publishing are the makers of the famed Ebony and Jet magazines. So Johnson Publishing saw success with their weekly Jet magazine. And so they decided to publish a monthly magazine kind of similar to Jet. And that was called Hugh Magazine. It was a celebrity and gossip magazine geared towards black women. It highlighted mostly women, except for your occasional actor here or there, but it was mostly women who were on the covers, women models throughout, and it included people like Pearl Bailey, Diane Carroll, Eartha Kitt, Joyce Bryant, and so many more vintage black beauties. And of course, because this was a magazine geared toward black women featuring black celebrities and models, there was a large focus on what these women were wearing. So readers of Hue magazine could often look to it for fashion inspiration, hairstyles, looks that they could recreate and so much more. It even contained a Hue Beauty of the Month. I told you they were seeing success with Jet Magazine, so they pretty much duplicated the same thing in Hue Magazine, but it was a monthly format. The magazine lasted from 1953 to 1960. Now, I couldn't find a whole bunch of information on Hue Magazine, but what I did find that I didn't know and I'm going to share with you all is that Hue was just one of the many magazines that Johnson Publishing had out from the 50s to the 70s. So I know Johnson Publishing from Ebony Magazine, Jet Magazine, Ebony Fashion Fair, and Fashion Fair Cosmetics. But what I did not know is that they produced magazines like Hue, produced Tan Magazine, which was a true confessional magazine geared towards Black people. They produced Ebony Jr., Ebony Man, Black Stars Magazine, and so many more. Obviously, a lot of those magazines are defunct now and we're left with Ebony and Jet, sort of. But I think it's just amazing to note that this one publishing house founded by John Johnson and his wife, Eunice Johnson, brought so much to black community, documented black culture in so many amazing ways. I mean, Ebony and Jet magazine housed the largest, the largest collection of photos of black life. That's an amazing feat. So shout out to Johnson Publishing Company and for all that they've done and continue to add to the black community. And the fourth magazine on our list is Sister Sister Magazine. Now, if you are in your 30s, late 20s, you've probably heard of Sister to Sister and you're like, what? This is not a vintage magazine, but technically it is. It ran from 1988 to 2014. So starting in the 80s or late 80s, early 90s, it's technically considered vintage in 2021. So I went ahead and added it to the list. Now, if you're like in your early 20s or a Gen Z or listening to this, you probably have never heard of Sister to Sister. 
The magazine was founded by Jamie Foster Brown, as I stated before, in the late 80s, and it was a monthly aimed at women of color celebrating African-American entertainment, fashion, life, and style. I remember going to grocery stores and either always wanting a sister to sister magazine or an Essence magazine. Those are always the two that I picked up or I begged someone to buy for me. I remember seeing people like Keisha Cole, Eve, Left Eye, Fantasia, Latoya Lucky, even the Housewives, like everybody was on the cover of Sister to Sister magazine and their hair always looked fly, their fits always looked fly. So of course I would grab one and see which of those looks I could recreate or which of those hairstyles I could try to do myself. During its prime, Sister to Sister was often called basically the black version of People magazine because you could find celebrities, celebrity gossip, pictures, you know, all that good stuff. In 2014, the magazine decided to restructure. It was hit, of course, by the digital wave that was hitting all publications at the time, and it switched to an online-only format. Unfortunately, that didn't last, so Sister to Sister is no longer available today. But like all of the magazines we discussed, you can always find one on Etsy, eBay, or any of those reselling platforms, the thrift store, your grandmama house, your auntie house, your mama house. I encourage you to grab one and kind of dig into history a little bit. See how black life was portrayed. See what was popping back then and celebrate black culture and black fashion history by reading a vintage magazine. And that's it, guys. Thanks again for tuning into another episode of Black Fashion History. If you love what you heard, and I know that you did, make sure to follow us on all podcasting platforms and on social media at Black Fashion History Podcast. You can also find us on our website at www.blackfashionhistory.com. But of course, above all else, tune again next week for another Black Fashion History installment. Bye-bye.